Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Racing Only Better ahead of the first classic of the season in the UK. We get the 2,000 guineas and the 1,000 guineas. We're going to be previewing Friday's new market cards, ITV Racing and Saturday's ITV Racing as well on this show. And we'll be bringing you a separate podcast for the 1,000 guineas. Before I get into introducing the boys, don't forget, bet 10, get 10. Have a £10 bet on racing multiples with the Betfair Sportsbook. Get a free £10 bet on racing multiples, but read the show's description for the T's and C's. That is an absolute must. And do gamble responsibly. Before we get going any further, let's check in with the boys, despite the feedback thing that we shouldn't say hello to the lads. <laughs> Dan no. Barber, I am live in Lexington, Kentucky. Where are you? You should have said, V. I mean, you kept it so quiet this trip. Um, I hope you have a great time over there and it's a million dollars. I'm more million lira where I am. That's fine. Look at this. Somebody gave me some roses because they're running for the roses on Saturday. That's terrific. Are you just turning up at weddings now, open to catch a bouquet at random? Literally just like lobbing it in. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Kevin Blake, how are you? Are you looking forward to Newmarket specifically? Because let's be honest, that's the focus. Yeah, for sure. It's your classics. You know, we've been thinking about it for a while, so it'll be great to see them. Um, we'll get the weather update from TC. Um, as always, coming on this podcast makes me happy for where I am. And I'm just glad they're not in a cave like Dan Barber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with it. I mean, every week he's on the podcast, every week he can't get it right. It's shocking. But anyway, uh, TC, before we get stuck into Weather Watch, do you feel the same as me? I feel like this, this, 2000 guineas has really crept up on me somehow one minute we're talking about Cheltenham the jumps now bang classic time are you hyped uh hasn't crept up on us been flat for quite a while Vanessa please keep up (laughs) it's it's crept up on me weather watch what we're saying um this is interesting actually um well, what should we we'll, we'll do come to Newmarket last. We're dealing uh, first. It's going to be good to soft if the forecast is right on Saturday. Goodwood's going to be probably soft on Friday, and if they get a fourteen mil that's forecast on Saturday, it's going to be bordering on heavy on Saturday. Uh, as for Newmarket, this is a curious one because it's good to firm good in places. He's watered four mil this morning. Uh, we're doing this on Thursday afternoon. Uh, but the forecast I'm looking at is four mil on uh, Friday and 25 mil on Saturday. So Absolutely. I don't know what the hell he's doing watering. I mean, he's robbing robbing Peter to pay Paul. I mean, he's obviously watering so they don't get any non-runners on a, on a sparse Friday card as it is. But, I mean, if he's watering on top of Friday rain and if they get what he's forecast on Saturday... I mean, it's the good to firm is going to be good to soft, soak soft ground. It's going to be there's going to be a lot of people moaning if that that, that if the if the arse end of that forecast on Saturday comes true, it's going to be it's going to be pretty poor. So I don't know what he's doing watering. I really don't. Lordy lord, well that's a, a hell of a lot of rain. By by his own by his own forecast tomorrow, he's predicting one to ten mil on Friday. So, so if that's the case. Why doesn't he? Why is he? Why is he watering on Thursday? Why don't he just wait? What sees what arrives on Friday, and then make a late call on watering on Friday morning? It's bizarre. 
who'd be a clerk of the course, nightmare job, if you ask me. Uh, but as a result, it's going to make tipping horses a bit of a nightmare if we do get that forecast rain. But let's kick straight on with Friday's card on ITV Racing. Um, quick mention for the 115, the New Market Stakes. It's a listed race. It's over the 10 furlongs. And Salt Bay is your three-to-one favourite currently with Betfair on the sportsbook for Rafe Beckett, Ross Orion. Then a couple of Godolphin horses in Castle Way and Victory Dance. We know more about them than we do about Salt Bay, TC. They're yeah. four-to-one and five-to-one respectively. Um, what's your view in this race if you have a strong one not really because three-year-olds at this time of year it's it's a bit of a guessing game isn't it they're all winners they're all open to improvement but what i would say is just looking at their run styles today i think why piero might get an easy lead in the front and he was impressive at the course last month so he's got fitness on his side as well and that might be why he's been trimmed in from nines to sevens of the sports book on the early day but no opinion but why piero could be the pace angle Okay, bit of a pace pace view then. Uh, let's move on to the 150, guys. Kev, we'll come to you first for this. Over the mile, um, it's the group two. We get to see native trail makers come back. Obviously, didn't look to not stay the 10 furlongs when we saw him at the back end of last season. He's had a wind up since. He's the five to four favourite at the moment. Light infantry next, 11 to four after that. Likes of check and challenge in there at 13 to two. Uh, he's a bit of, he's sort of like, Still in my eyes, a bit of an unknown. Um, but really, this is based around if Native Trail can bounce back to something near his very best, isn't it? Yeah, super little race this now. This was saved from Sandown last week. And um, as well as saving it, they've managed to pick up Native Trail along the way too, um, which is great because he he makes the market. Um, smashing horse, you, you'd have to love him. But I didn't love the way he went last season. Um, he's had a breeding operation since. And uh, he, to me, is priced as if He's priced on the assumption that he retains his ability and I let him go and show it now at that price rather than supporting him. Um, his best trip was was kind of up for debate um, last season. He didn't necessarily go as forward over 10 furlongs as many hoped. Um, I always thought he'd be kind of a miler with cheek pieces on um, rather than needing further. But um, look, we'll see what happens. But the wind operation is interesting. But look, Nate, uh, Light Infantry is the one I like for the race last week. Um, and he's a much better price now, thanks to the addition of Native Trails. So um, I know some will throw stones at his official rating of 120. But I think he's um, he, he might not be far off that at all. And um, he, he's a horse I just always like. Uh, any rain that comes will help him. And um, yeah, I thought he was going to take a bit of beating, to be honest. Okay, light infantry, 11 to 4 currently. David Simcock, Jamie Spencer. Dan, over to you. Are you putting a faith in Native Trail? As Kev said, he does retain that ability. Well, I don't think 5 to 4 is a chronic price about a horse that basically has to show his form. But I'm in that awful position, or if you do this, where I had a price in mind what I think they'd go. And rather, rather than thinking necessarily what price would I make him, and once one slips in before the other and then you check the price, I'm sort of in a position now where I don't know whether my suggestion that they'd put him in at four to six and they haven't, they've gone five to four, whether that means he's a bet or if I'm conditioning myself that actually that's just you predicting what price they might go rather than what price you think you should go. So in short, after that confusing uh, pre-say i'm gonna say that it's very confusing uh, yeah i didn't know what the, what he was going on about there it was it, well if you have a, a price i had a price in my mind what the sports book <laughs> would price him up at rather than it being the price that i thought he should be sort of thing <laughs> so um, um let's move on, should we, go move no on. Bet? should we just shout no bet and move on <laughs> um, 
I haven't got a betting opinion, but, but somebody has, because Muta Sabek, even though he's carrying a three-pound penalty and is well inferior to the to the top two in the market, he's been the early mover from fives into 11 to four with a sports book. And I think the reason being is, uh, like Wapiro, um, he could get an easy lead. Okay, I reckon well, Dan, Godolphin that... will blast Native Trail and just make his mind up for him. Dan, was that your view in that race? That sort of confused. Yeah, I actually think five to four okay. isn't that bad a price. In sport, what's just as important as the goals, the glory, the roar of the crowd? Yes, it's the halftime break. Time for a breather, a reset to keep everything on track. In sports betting, Betfair's safer gambling tools help you do that too. Like timeouts, so you take that all-important halftime break. Or deposit limits, to help you keep count. Manage your play at safergambling.betfair.com. Simple ways to stay on top of your game with Betfair. 18 plus be gambleaware.org. Okay, well, should we move on to the 225 and come back yeah, to let's. you, Dan, to see if you can just redeem yourself a little bit <laughs> as, a, as a pundit on these shows? 225 <laughs> at Newmarket, seven furlongs, King Charles II stakes, it's a listed race. Majestic pride for Godolphin again, seven to four. Should have been a ring. We've seen plenty of him, three to one. Iconic moment in there at four to one. Arabian Storm, eight. Those are the top few in your market currently, but it's a competitive little event. Dan, come on. You started at a low level here. Bring it up. Should have been a ring has the best form, but I don't think that form, a repeat of it, is good enough to win an ordinary renewal of this. So I'm looking for something to improve past them, and I think that might be iconic moment at the top. First run on the grass, admittedly, but his old weather form was promising. Don't think he stayed the trip in a strong race. Uh, at Lingfield on his most recent start and I think he retains quite a lot of potential there's absolutely nothing in his pedigree to suggest he won't be at least as good a horse on turf and I still think he's got a fair bit of improvement in him under Ryan he's giving weight away so he's giving three pounds at least but um, this could be a very smart horse I think and there's a lot of pace potentially Benaker majestic pride was ridden fairly forward so they might be might suit his patient style and turn of foot and I hope that was satisfactory for you Vanessa Excellent, excellent. Over to you, Kevin Blake. He's tipped up iconic moment. It was four to one with the sports book currently. Where did you land in this race, Kev? Yeah, I thought should have been a ring was the one. Um, loads of pace in the race, as Dan says. Um, look, this horse likes to be ridden quietly um, and ran very well in Newmarket last time in a good handicap, giving away weight to everything. Um, seven pound claimer on board, now replaced by Sean Levy. And I just thought that this race might suit him a bit better than, than that kind of good handicap did. Um, the forms there in the book has all the experience up against some kind of fancier ones. But um, I thought he brought, he, he set the bar good and high. And I thought um, with the, with the, with the pace in the race likely to suit him that he'd be, that he'd go very well. Okay, so we've got two votes away from the favourite Majestic Pride TC, and now it's over to you, and I'm pretty confident you're not going to be tipping him up. So everyone's abandoning Majestic Pride. Am I, am yeah. I right in guessing that? Yeah, I've, I've backed Chris Dallium, um, and if the ground rides on the easy side, Crosser's getting the bill, um, because uh, I think Chris Dallium wants seven furlong on, on decent ground. Uh, all our best forms, we know, on that kind of conditions. Um, I like the horse um, last year. Me and he ran, and she ran okay on the in the Fred Darling, obviously on soft grounds uh, on the debut for Peter Chapel Higham. And uh, yeah, I just think coming back to better grounds um, and getting the five pound sex allowance from this lot, um, 
it will see. I thought ten to one was was plenty big enough. Um, and I've got a theory about. I mean, obviously Billy Lockname keeps a ride and, and he can't claim. But I mean, Peter Chaberheim is he can't have many horses, so he wouldn't have had many horses to actually work this uh, this filly with and, and get her off the bridle and get her fit. So I expect her to strip a lot to sharper for that Newbury run. Uh, and like I said, there's plenty of pace in the race. I can see her coming off the pace. Yeah, I thought ten to one's very big. I've, I've had a decent bet. I've had a decent bet on her. I mean, I. Because I'm fearful of the rain and the watering and the non-runner, I'd like to back her each way, but with the dead eight and the, ex- uh, the each way exchange market up, uh, as we're recording, it's not up at the moment, uh, recording. Uh, now, I'm backing a win only, but if all eight stand the ground, I'll be going in again uh, each way as well. Chris Stallion for me. Okay, strong view then. Um, let's move on to the three o'clock, uh, seven furlongs, Night Timber handicap. I love Night Timber. Um, final watch is the top of the market, William Stone at seven to two, Gatekeeper seven to two as well. Darkness in there at 11 to two for the David O'Meara team. Star of Orion there for Rafe Beckett, 11 to two. Accidental agent, the old boy at the age of nine is six to one. Um, this is as competitive as you would expect, Dan, I think it's fair to say. It is, and quick confession, I just had to look at what Night Timber was. It shows the different circles you and I mix in, doesn't it? English sparkling yeah. wine, apparently. I haven't heard yeah. of it, no. Wow, okay. We're getting yeah. English filth. That's, um, well, of course, that's why I'm the race, just to try and, you know, get their brand out there. So there we have it. Um, You're a blue nun man, are you, Dan? Yeah, blue nun or white lightning either is fine for me. Um, I wasn't talking about, I wasn't talking about drink. <laughs> <laughs> go on take it away um, again at prices that I had in mind I sort of struggled to split three of these I'd have been thinking seven to two the, the trio and they're actually all bigger than that there's a couple of them two shots an eight to one chance because persuasion is the biggest price of those I've put him up Billy riding for the first time and uh, Lockdown of course Lockdown who rode a winner Jerbat for the stable same connections indeed at Musselburgh on Sunday Looks an interesting booking. He's had a run. Um, they're, they're very similar profiles in this. Him, Star of Orion, certainly. They've sort of dropped in the weights last season, perhaps didn't fire, weren't very consistent, but had smatterings of form that was a sort of different calibre of grade to this. And, yeah, purely price. I mean, I like Darkness. I like the case for Star of Orion. Darkness didn't get any run at ripping in the week. But because he's at the moment, he's eight to one, nearly twice the price of the other two. I'll stick with persuasion for the the informed barons. The informed barons and Billy Lockman again. He's getting a lot of mentions on this show. Uh, over to you, Kev, for this. Did you land anywhere else other than what Dan's already suggested? A um, little bit speculative now, but I have to give a mention to base player. Um, he's a horse we talked about a lot on the podcast last summer. He, he shaped well a number of times, like really well. And despite inexperience and rawness, etc., um, and the the reason I'm on to him is, is I remember he went to to the July sales last year, and and he had a lovely profile, and he attracted a lot of interest. But he he did have a, a breathing issue, um, and that's the reason why I suspect he he failed to sell for the sort of money they wanted for him. And I just find it really interesting that they've now tackled that, and he's first time off a of wind surgery here. And like there's an awful lot of ability in there if they can channel it. And off a mark of 99, like he looks, he looks particularly well handicapped given that he he just failed by short head to win off 102. Um, you know, back on the July course uh last year. So it's a look, it's his first run back, and sometimes second time off winning off can be the time to catch them. But um, I 
think he could be a very well handicapped horse lurking. So I don't want to leave him go unmentioned at this stage. Base play just, just, just been marking time for any level 42 fans out there. I'm guessing that'll die in its ass on this pod, but people with a bit of cultural knowledge of music might appreciate it. Yeah, that's definitely died on its ass. He's a snooker player, isn't he? He was. Uh, one of them was. He's also the bass player at level 42. Oh, I know. Even I knew that. Uh, just <laughs> very quickly, I know I'm not down to, to um, putting it on this oh, race. As I as my nap might be in it, I bet, I bet, and our reasons I'll come to at the end of the show. I, I should mention Final Watch. Um, the handicapper dropped him a pound for that new market run last time was curious because he lost at least four lengths coming out of the stalls and was only beaten three. So the handicap has done a massive favour. He's only two pound higher than when easily chilling persuasion at Ascot last year. Um, he won a three-year-old handicap um, in May um, in 2021 at this over this course and distance. Um, the only reason why I'm not sticking him up because he's 72 with the sports book and I wanted about fives, but I can see him drifting on the day uh, to that on the exchange. So final watch would be a very strong recommendation if he was a point and a half bigger. So, Okay, wait for that point and a half. Well, that's a variation of Dan's uh, betting yeah. garbage <laughs> there, isn't it? Yeah, that really was. It would be a very strong okay. bet if it was price to price. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get a lot of grief <laughs> for that, yeah. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, last race on Friday, Kevin, it's over to you for this. The 3.35 at Newmarket Jockey Club Stakes. Uh, it's the group two and people are relying on Hurricane Lane to bounce back from what we saw him do or not do, as we should say at Newbury last time. Uh, he is five to four at the top of the market. West Wind Blows next best at six to four. Global Storm at five to one. Outbox in there at 12s and Jewel in my crown is the outsider of 20. That is your full field for this. Um, I can't off the back of what he did and the lame excuses blaming the ground, despite the fact we know he's won on soft before, I don't know if I can trust Hurricane Lane to bounce back from what was a pretty crap performance. Let's just be honest. No, and like it's it's pretty aggressive now to to send him back into battle. You know, thirteen yeah. days later with cheek pieces on, um, like that, that's aggressive. Like he's a three-time Group One winner. You know, that's not something you'd normally do. And it, it does have a feel of panic about it. So um, the best to look to them, but not for me at that price. West Wind Blows, the horse I've always really liked. Um, look, his form is whatever it is, five or six pounds, um, probably a little bit more behind the best of Hurricane Lane. But um, he's very capable. I think he's the type that could improve a bit more this season. Um, he's shown that like, like small fields, potentially slightly messy races like this aren't really a bother for him. And yeah, of the two, price very similarly. I, I consider what you know i know is making a season of return and you have to take a bit on trust but um i'd rather go with west wind blows for sure over hurricane lane okay west wind blows over hurricane lane then and kevin i think we're sticking with you as we flip over to goodwood for the 205 over there obviously on itv racing on friday it's the mile four furlong uh philly states it's a listed race and time lock is your even money favorite for harry and roger charlton in here david probot gets the ride thanks monica is next best for your pal Rafe Beckett, your fanboy at five to one. Uh, Voodoo Queen in there at sixes for Varian. Those are the top three currently in the market over at Goodwood for this. And you are claiming to have a strong view in this. So take it away. Um, I wouldn't say a strong view in this particular one, but a bit of a, a bit of a chancy one that I definitely want to mention is um, Alarath. Um, for Harry Hughes. First run for Harry Hughes. Used to be trained by Kevin Prendergast over here. And um, and I really liked her when she was over here and she was in the sales 
um, the the mayor sale at Newmarket, and I was getting quite quite excited. Um, didn't turn up, and they've now switched their from Kevin Prendergast to Harry Hughes. This, um, uh-huh. and given you know, given the Shadwell, you know, were quite aggressively dispersing at the time. The fact that they've held on to her, um, you know, with with, with far from a lofty rating and no black type to her name suggests that they strongly think she can get black type. And um, look, she has a bit defined in the figures. But first run for Harry Houston, Kevin Prendergast, um, legend of the game, but but he's quite low percentage in the last couple of years. So I, I think Harry could potentially be able to squeeze a bit of improvement out of her. And look, she's by Golden Horn out of a half mare. So, you know, you, you'd think that she, she could be one that could find natural improvement with age anyway. So um, I think course and distance will suit. And while she has a bit defined, she's priced accordingly um, at double figures, kind of 10, 12 to 1. And I thought she was of definite interest. Just okay. very quickly, um, that's been that opened up at 14, so that's into 11. So there's been some early money for that. And just before we go on to other meetings, in the in the first race, the two-year-old race, uh, Ethan Dunn is the early favourite uh, on the exchange. Uh, that's probably because Eve, jo- Eve, Eve Johnson-Houghton is, she's free from free for her two-year-olds this year. So obviously, yeah. uh, that's... Bizarrely, that's owned by um, Swain, Muneer, and I think Andy Bromley's got a share in that as well. And uh, if you're having a bet in the sprint race at 2.35, uh, look for an early closer because four of the eight are confirmed front runners and four goers. So you might want to hold up horse in the 2.35. Okay, well, we're moving on to that next because, Dan, it's over to you for the... No, it's fine. It's good to know. Dan, over to you for the 2.35. Um noting what TC's just said in regards to the pace, but you've got three horses here at the top of the market, all come here in good form, all off the back of a win, all have had a run. Reigning Profit, obviously, just the other day, looking for a quick three-timer under a five-pound penalty for the Ruth Carr team at three to one. Dream Composer, 100 to 30 off the back of his win. Prop forward for Clive Cox at four to one. Kieran Schumacher in the saddle. They're going good guns at the moment. Those are the form horses coming in here, but who is best placed to win this? I agree with Tony. I think you want something that's going to ridden a bit more patiently. Now, I know he's Tony's had a bit of a probably love-hate relationship with Kane from the dark over the years. I think I've finally washed my hands of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a potential one to be played late. Any rain doesn't hinder him. But I'm with Dream Composer. I really like this horse. He's dead dependable. Um, he's progressed all along. And basically, when he's had these sort of conditions... He's been a, a tough nut to crack. Third run of the season after a Donny write-off when the ground was ba- barely raceable. He's got an absolutely smashing record over this course and distance. I think form figures are something like 2-1, 2-5-1. I mean, five furlongs, cutting the ground, absolutely perfect. Strong pace as well because he gets delivered late and the bloke who knows him so well rides in the horse. The new market race last time probably wasn't a strong one for the track, but Lee who came out and won, I think, at Windsor next time. And Spring Bloom was fairly progressive last season. So I don't mind that form. And I just think he's got his absolutely optimum test with pace to chase and uh, proven ground form and certainly plenty of proven form at the track. OK, track a little event, but case made. Let's move on to Saturday. Uh, over to Newmarket again, please. And we're going to kick off with the 2.15, which is the first of the ITV races. It's over the six furlongs. It's the listed race for the mares. And Michael Dodds up at the top of the market, dominating this with his two runners. Gale Force Mayor in here looking, obviously already won here at the track off the back of her winter break. She's 7-2. to two. And Azur Blue, who loves it down here at Newmarket, is 9-2 to two for with Paul Mulrennan in the saddle on Azur Blue. And Connor Beasley rides Gale Force <laughs> Mayor. Um, 
there's other horses in here who's sort of form has tailed off the likes of Heredia last year. She sort of went a bit missing in action. Queen Ollie too. We haven't seen the best of her recently. But uh, Dan, it's you that's taking this one. Surely yeah. you're not abandoning Michael Dodds, are you, with either of his? Well, given he's had two winners from over 100 in 2023, and none of one of them was a first-time-out two-year-old, the other had had a couple of runs, I am abandoning him, yeah. I do think there's a oh. theme that, that the stables, runners are needing their reappearance. I mean, it seems fairly clear to me. He runs two, they're taking a chunk out of the betting. Both extremely likeable, classic Dodsy sprinters who just get better with racing and age, but... No surprise where I'm heading here, uh, and it's Heredia. I think oh. getting her back fresh is a massive angle. She was absolutely blistering to start the season. Still no idea how she won that York race where she got stopped in a run about four times. She then took the Sandringham apart and had it in the bag from a long way out. Yes, she didn't kick on, but she was turned out very quickly at Goodwood, and she ran in good races after. I don't think she did live up to expectation. I think you're right, V. I don't think she did kick on, as the form figures suggest. But she can get back to that early season form, freshened up again. And I think six furlongs could be absolutely perfect. And all the Sandringham was a mile, but she powers through her races. She's got a real turn of pace. Strong gallop, back at six. I can see that really suiting her. So I'm firmly with her, Eddie. I think she's a smasher. Just okay. very quickly, if I can put the case for the defence for Gale Force Mayer, I take on board yeah. the, the stable form, but just some stats for you. Gale Force Mayer, first uh, at the track on the rolling mile, 231254. Her, re her reappearance form figures are 11341. So they're pretty powerful stats if you are backing for Gale Force Mayer. Against that, she wants decent ground. So the forecast would really worry you. Like I said, if they get anywhere approaching 25 mil, it's going to be good to soft stroke soft. She's got a three pound penalty and she's a seven year old now. So she may need a run or two more than, than, than previous to do that. But on pure stats alone, Gale Force Mayer is very solid on decent ground. So that's the question mark there. So if you, if you want to back Gale Force Mayer, I'd wait to see what the going is. Okay. Some red flags for Gale Force Mayor then. Let's move on to the 256 furlong. Howden handicap, guys. Howden handicap. Tamawi is up at the top of the market at six to one. Uh, William Buick and Charlie Hills teaming up here. Admiral D is next best for Richard Fahey. Jamie Spencer in the saddle at 15 to two. Black Rod in there for Roger Teal. Lachine Murphy getting that ride at eight to one. Uh, Probe at nines and bigger prices thereafter. There's plenty of runners in here. Very competitive, Kev. Um, are you looking away from those top few in the market with such a competitive event? Yeah, I'll take a little chance with above. Um, now, and it is a chancy one. Um, he has better form on the all weather than turf, but I, like I don't think the differential in his marks is, is, is perhaps justified. Um, he was well fancied in a, in a good race at Newmarket um, at the Craven meeting, and he and he just completely bombed the start. Um, was was played up in the stalls and completely missed it and game over. Uh, made some late headway. Um, handicapper generously dropped in two pounds for that um utterly you know you know a very forgivable race. Um, and uh, you're you're getting lots of compensation in the price. Um, he's twenty to one or so. Um, more competitive race, no question about that. But um, I thought look, he's one of those. He's one of those. He's gonna pop up and win. And when he's that sort of price, it might just be worth taking a chance on him. 
Okay, yeah, currently 16 to 1 on the sportsbook for above, so plenty of value there. Um, 3.25 at Newmarket on Saturday is the Howden Suffolk Stakes. It's the big handicap of the day. Um, 4 to 1, Jimi Hendrix under the penalty, having won last time for Ross Orion, Rafe Beckett, King of Conquest in there for Charlie Appleby, 11 to 2, Empire State of Mind, 13 to 2, Cadillac at 8 to 1. And I'm allowed to say it like that because I'm in America. Uh, <laughs> those, are your, those are your top few in the market, Dan. Um, which way did you go on this? Are you abandoning friend of the podcast, Jimi Hendrix? You've got a lovely um, septic tank forecast, haven't you, with um, Empire State of Mind in this race as well? <laughs> Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Cadillac, Empire State. My, I mean, Saga's I the most interesting runner when you consider that performance at Royal Ascot last season that got so much chat about Frankie. Um, cheek pieces on instead of blinkers, gelded, freshened up again, but he definitely comes with risks. And for me, there's a very, a very interesting horse. In the last couple of weeks, I used to uh, rate rated Chris Wall, thought he was a really good trainer, patient, got handicappers progressing over a long period of time. But I've seen three horses that were trained by him and are now with others. King Mania was one for for Ferguson, and Ferguson won with another one, first time for him at Wolverhampton the other night. And I think Harry Eustace has already won with one as well. So that could, brings me around to turntable. Whose form figures on the rolling mile are four one one two five one one. That's been a bit of a theme today, hasn't it? Me and Tony just reading out form figures. Um, <laughs> absolutely it. riveting, <laughs> riveting. Listen, um, one, Eustace one, is four from twenty one overall with um, first timers for the yard since he started, and I just think this horse has got a lot of ability. I'm sure you've seen him for Chris Wall, like borderline headstrong, pulls hard in races, but still has a finishing kick and he was going the right way fast at the end of the season. He's coming back as a seven-year-old now, but I mean, I think the new stable can probably get a bit more out of him. Usual rider, Kea Fraser takes the ride and there is bags of pace in this. They should go really quick and that'll be absolutely perfect for turntable because he might actually settle. So I'll probably keep Saga on side just because of the, the what might be after Royal Ascot tw- uh, what, 10 months or so ago, uh, but turntables firmly my first choice. Just, just, okay. just very quickly. If you are betting, obviously we're doing this on Thursday, and presumably it'd be out on you know Thursday night or early Friday morning. If you are betting at this stage, forty-eight hours in advance, mm-hmm. do try to do try to get a ground versatile horse on your side. I mean, and obviously Jimmy Hendrix fits that bill, doesn't he? He's one on good to firm, and he won on bad ground at Newbury. So try and hedge your bets if you can do. If you are betting forty-eight hours out on on Saturday. Okay, ground road flags. So Saga is currently 11 to 1 on the sports book, and Dan's main bet turntable is 10 to 1 on the sports book. So a couple of big prices there. Uh, Kev, over to you for the 335. Yeah, really competitive race, but I thought Jimi Hendrix made plenty of sense. Uh, four pounds well yeah. in. Um, absolutely bolted up beating another horse that I think is is very well handicapped in Latham. Um, and look to me, it just looked a case of blinkers have just utterly woken this fellow up. Um, he looked to be winning, you know, class above what he was competing in last time. And that was a strong race, you know, be, hammering an Irish Lincoln winner. Um, so, look, he, he's really interesting. And I suppose most the most engaging and, and interesting thing about his chances is that when you line up his form figures in a line, they read 5131310501. Last one is key because he was really impressive. So Jimi Hendrix for me. <laughs> 
Fucking <laughs> okay, Mystic Meg reincarnated there. Form figures to the four lads. We're nailing this. Right. Uh, four o'clock at Newmarket. The Howden Palace House Stakes. It's a group three. It's the sprint. It's two of the five furlongs. It's the race before the big one. Tensions will be high. And we've got a big field here. 17 runners. And we've got joint top favourites. Oh, Manikin here for John Ryan at three to one is your co-favorite with Twilight Calls for Henry Candy at three to one. Live in the Dream is next best for Adam West at nines. Um, and bigger prices thereafter for the rest of the field. Not going to th- go through them all, but TC, it's over to you because this is a race that you have a proper bet for us in. Yeah, I've had a bet in this. Um, I'm glad I got in first because Dan might have stolen it. It's oh. Arecibo. Uh, um, this race is a bit of a night nightmare. And it could revolve around uh, Twilight um, Twilight calls, Twilight calls, um, because obviously I, I spoke to Ryan about it, and I said, "Why has he been off since second in the King's Stand?" And he didn't know, but um, I suspect he could take a lot of beating if he's if he's revved up here. Um, but like I said, the absence since Royal Ascot would would worry me. Um, there's no such Concerns about Arecibo. We know he's back class, second in the 2021 King Stand. Uh, we know uh, he's ground versatile. Uh, we know he likes the track. We know a big field and a fast pace is what he wants. So that's what he's going to get here. And we know he comes in here in decent form. Now, he didn't quite get to live in the dream at Pontefract last time, but that obviously that's a speed favoring track. So I wouldn't hold that against him. Um, you know, it, it, it's all set up for one of these absolute nightmare Jamie Spencer rides. You know, he's got a good, he'll try and pass all 16 horses, won't he? And try and get there, get on the line. But 20 to 1 plus on the exchange, um, yeah, I'm a win only because I think, uh, I think he's got everything in his favor. And like I said, in worsening conditions, wouldn't, wouldn't bother him either because some of his better form has been on soft ground. Yeah, Arecibo win strictly win only on the exchange. Strictly win only on the exchange. Uh, he's 16 to 1 on the sportsbook. Even though the sportsbook are offering extra places here. I think the four. Okay. Um, Dan, did he did he steal your selection in Arecibo? Uh, no, my patience uh, <laughs> wore as thin as the back of my hair is nowadays, actually, tragically. <laughs> um, uh, Cork has got a, a form figures of 111 in, <laughs> in which his trainer has had tea and toast for breakfast that morning and filled up the car halfway. Um, hey. <laughs> um, I'm going with Corker and it's not because of his form figures for obvious reasons because things did tail off and he, he kept missing the break. It was doing my head in as well, but I'm sure he's got a big pot in him at some point if the cards fall right and the cards falling right are probably dependent on a really strongly run race, which enables his missed break to not really be a factor because there might be a pace collapse. So it's going to be similar to Arecibo, really. Arecibo, by design, no doubt, as Tony says, will be dropped out. Corker just tends to find himself there. But I can't get out of my head the impression he created overcoming a slow start at York last season and stuff like that. So very talented horse. If he can, if he could get out of the stalls a bit quicker, he'd have won more than he had. But maybe first time out's the time to get him. OK, on to the big one. 2,000 guineas, first classic of the season. And we've got a belter, 14 runners. And there's just so many different question marks coming into this, Kev. 
August Rodan is your sixth to four favorite, has been at the top of the market since his winning streak at the end of last season. And he looks an absolute monster when we last saw him at Doncaster. Chaldean obviously had the run without a jockey at five to one, second best in the market. Little yeah, but he ran bear. well, Vanessa. He ran well. He ran well. <laughs> Don't you forget that. He ran well. Uh, Little Big Bear in there, the sort of hype horse of last year at five to one. Will he stay the trip? Will he train on? Royal Scotsman, eight to one for the Paul and Oliver Cole horse. Is he a bit the forgotten horse in here, along with Sakir, who showed so much class last year at eight to one? Silver Knot, Noble Style, Indestructible, bigger price at 20s. Holloway Boy, Kevin's old pal at 22s. Can't read them all out, but there's a big field. Kev, we're going to kick off with you for the 2,000 guineas. I personally find this a genuinely fascinating renewal of this race. Yeah, definitely. Look, look for me, very hard to have a strong view. So many unknowns. Um, like you have a, a Group 1 winning two-year-old in Dubai Mile there. And it's 33 to 1, that tells you. Um, speaks <laughs> for the depth of the race. Uh, August Rodan, like, look, the market himself and little big bear contrasting profiles but you know the beginning of the at the end of last season they would have been close enough together for this and um betting wise and they've very much separated in the last few weeks um and ryan has has elected to ride um august rodan and if the rain does arrive that that tc mentioned earlier that will only help his chance um, because not only does he handles off ground really well. It will put extra emphasis on stamina, which one assumes he possesses an awful lot of and probably a whole lot more than most of his rivals here. Um, look, if you gave me a choice of what I'd like to win, I'd love to see August Rodan win because I just know the excitement it'll create um, with a view to going forward, you know, because he will go for the derby if he wins this. He'll be the one to beat. And if he wins the derby, we know what's coming next. So if we were if we were dreaming, that's what we'd be dreaming of. But uh, this is horse racing, not a storybook. And if anyone that isn't involved right now, six to four, definitely looks skinny in, in what is a deep race, full of unknowns, full of horses making their comebacks. Noble style is a horse I loved last season. Um, loved him. Could you be sure he'll stay a mile? I don't know. Little Big Bear, one of the highest rated juveniles in, in the last few decades, literally. Um, from what he did in the Phoenix Stakes. But um, you would like to see a little bit more confidence in him in the market. You know, will he end up back sprinting? You know, we'll get a big answer here. I'm not going to go through them all, but look, God, serious race. Can't wait to see it. And um, the old heart is with Auguste Rodin, and I wouldn't dream of having a bet in it because it's just too hard. Too hard, but fascinating watch. TC, is this a race that you have a strong betting view on? Um, no, not at the moment. I'm I'm going to wait until we know what the going is. I know it's a yeah. stock record, but that's the case. I mean, when I obviously I spoke to Ryan this, I, well, I actually spoke to him yesterday and I spoke to him again this morning after after the decks and the draw, etc. I got the distinct impression that they half expected a one-two in this race. And I spoke to him and I said to him, would it surprise you if Little Big Bear beat you? And he said, no, not really. Um, they're both working really, really well. I know that's a, I know that's often trotted out, but that is the case. And um, yeah, I mean, he thinks Little Big Bear will stay, and if he does stay, he's a massive danger. But with that weather forecast, they don't want any more emphasis on stamina for him. So that would be a worry if you're, you're looking to back Little Big Bear now, about eleven to two on the exchange. So, uh, and and he just said all the rest have got to come up to our level. And he said they might have to surpass that level. And, you know, and that's a it's a fair class bridge to gap. Um, 
all I can say is he I said to him give us an outsider uh, and straight away he said Holloway Holloway boy said the Cheshire uh, winner doesn't have that much to find on with all of these he said, after and all the good races afterwards he said he's you know he's one on one on good to firm ground you can mark up his third to August row down in, in the Vertem Futurity so I thought that was interesting and uh, I'll when when the betting without markets come up and Betfair the sports will actually actually go on and, 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 and they'll be betting without little big bear and August Rodan. That will be a fascinating each way market. And that's I'll, I'll look into that one on, on Saturday when I know what the ground is. And Holloway boys probably might be might be one of the ones I'm looking at there for the for the reasons I've just explained and the ones that the, the reasons that Ryan articulated. But no, I think it's a trappy race. I, I don't really fancy hardly any in the race. I mean, if, right. if the ground is good ground, I might throw a few quid at little big bear, but and maybe Holloway Boy as well without the front two. But no, it's tricky at the moment as it stands, like with the ground up in the air. Kevin Blake won't be arguing with the Holloway Boy shout, will you, Kev? You were such a fan of him last year. Yeah, but, it, but yeah, but it's the Guineas. You know, you'd be you God, you'd be disappointed if he won the Guineas. But look, he's by Ulysses, and like they, they I know he was a, a precocious example of a Ulysses, but in general, they, they do improve. And, yeah. you know, plenty things didn't really go right for him at times there at the back end last season. So I could see him running well, but I'd, I'd be disappointed if he won it. But TC won't care. If, <laughs> if the uh, that, that's, that's, why, uh, if he, that's why the betting without markets are so great. If you think yeah. the top two in the market are dominant form-wise, which they are, take them out of the equation and, and back the rest. And like I said, he'd be a 12-runner field. You'll get three places on the sportsbook. Chucking out the favourites. And Holloway Boy's already been backed in from 33s to 22s in the outright market. And the sportsbook are playing four places as well. So, okay. um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Dan, the boys are approaching this race with caution, obviously, for ground and depth reasons. Do you have a strong view? Like, do you have a strong view of the horse that you think is going to win the 2000 guineas? Come well, on, Dan. Um, a matter of. Well, yesterday it was. I sent text messages to colleagues David Johnson, former colleague Martin Dixon and Matt Taylor with Ooh. had quick scan of guineas after listening to Pod Holloway boy come back a better horse yeah. away from bad ground overpriced at 25s question mark. <laughs> that is my belief. Think? No, I do think I mean you, you watch the I don't uh, care about the other two. What has Matt Taylor said? Yeah. 60 million on bet fair Matt Taylor. What has he said? <laughs> yeah, he didn't actually reply because he probably thought <laughs> He's got bigger fish to fry. Um, <laughs> he said, "He said, who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the case, really. I think Ferrazzo had a hectic opening to his career, pitched straight into a graded into a group race and winning it. I think he could come back a better horse. And the the race he won at Doncaster, won't name it, um, was of. I mean, you stopped that race at ninety five. 95% of the way through it and before he starts losing his head and hanging all over the place he's, he looks a real match for them and he's stuck right down the middle I think he could be a different horse off a uh, break and yeah I think 25 was too big he's down to 22s and that's fine for me each way I think he's uh, very solid and if you are looking for another plus Carl Burke's good two uh, three-year-olds have been winning obviously he won the Craven Mm. And he had a good yeah. two, a three-year-old winner with Cold Case at Ascot on Wednesday as well. So if they are working together and bringing them, bringing each other horses forward, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'm warming to Holloway Boy. I, I just want to see what the ground is. Oh, Matt Taylor's replied, cannot possibly get beaten. Oh, excellent. 
<laughs> if, he's, if he's playing, it'll go off odds on. <laughs> Uh, let's just do a quick rattle through the other races on ITV on Saturday away from Newmarket. Obviously, the focus on the 2000 guineas, but we also have the 305 at Goodwood. And we've got to call out our own company, TC, because I think this is the only, we're the only market not up for this race uh, over the 10 furlongs, the handicap at Goodwood. And we're the only one not priced up. What's going on? Barry, sort it. Um, I, I was interesting in Ferrazzi Lane here because I, um, I think I'm working on the basis of near heavy ground at Goodwood on, on Saturday. Um, but the you know the book, the other bookmakers were alive to that, and he's only about a six to one poke, didn't interest me there. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, there's, there's quite a few in that Goodwood race that, that want deep ground, so um, yeah, but Ferrazzi Lane six to one, no thanks. Okay, currently sitting right. Okay, and Kev, was this a is this a race you had a view in as well? No. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's no. the, that's the first cock up on here. TC and Kev for Saturday at Goodwood. That was a new. First. Delete that. Daddy at first. Um, let's no. I've got Dan Barber for first. We're going over there now. Me. Oh bloody hell! We got this far and it was all going so well, everyone. Go on, Dan, you go I'm not first. sure it Andy was going that well actually. Me and Tony were just reading out numbers. <laughs> uh, I did a convoluted intro regarding betting what's in your head and what's the reality is. So actually, I'm not sure it has gone that well. But sorry, I meant it was going around. well for me. I was steering the good ship in the wrong direction. <laughs> they weren't just like numbers. Right. They were research. Like, not like Blake was just reading out the actual. <laughs> We did some research about... Right. We did. uh, So I was going to call it the Royal Hunt Cup. That is absolutely not what we're previewing right now. The 340 at Thursk over the mile. It's all gone We could have got that far worse anyway. (laughs) Hunt Cup handicap. Um, And Dan, it's over to you for this. This is your area of expertise. Plenty competitive enough. Uh, Who wins it? News to me. News to me. Now, in this race, I ordinarily like... Well, at Thursk, generally on this track, I mean, it's... It's counterintuitive, but you want to be high. You think you want to be as close to the rail as possible. But I think it's it tends to be like soup up the inside. So you want I think you aim for a pace collapse. You want something that's going to be held up out wide and with some trepidation and not much confidence. Aileen Do, which I believe how it's pronounced, because he was a regular Sunday series last season. I kept calling him a her and call I'm pronouncing it wrong. Um Aileen Dove, black something. Dove is black. Mm. Yeah, we kept getting corrected by the owner. Aileen is an island in Scotland. Aileen Shona. Okay, well, Dove is the Irish word for black, but anyway, regardless. Uh, Four-time winner last season. Aileen's a girl's name. (laughs) Come on, Aileen, do. Um, (laughs) Now, now, two runs back haven't been great, but heavy ground in the Lincoln. I mean, you could forgive any horse that Donny ground was awful, wasn't it? Had shaped okay, not beaten that far at Wolves on return. Just very progressive last season. I thought he might have the right run style for the for this particular race and this track. I think, as I say, round course here over a mile and seven. I think you want to be drawn wide and delivered late on. Okay, that wraps up what has been an excellent That's show. I've had, I've, had a, I've had a bet in this. Oh, I've symbolise. Right. Come on, look, I know you I know you're in America and stuff. If you're that worried about the guineas, why are you in America? Don't don't be like that. I've got to take the opportunities when they come, TC, all right? Uh, <laughs> I'm not worried, who's who's um, worried about the guineas? I've never been worried about the guineas. It's on the other channel. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I back symbolize at nine to one. I think there might be some ten arounds as well, but I couldn't get a hold of that. Um 
good first run for Julie Camacho. Was a very good horse with Andrew Boarding. Um, second in a Balmora in 2021. Now £5 lower. Dropped £2 for a tee-up job here. Got good course form. Is a course winner. Um, yeah, I like symbolising here, yeah. Off a mark of 97, I thought, I thought it was uh, very interesting. Okay. Naps. Should we do naps? TC, let's start with you. Your nap, please. Um, final watch, three o'clock, new market. In the hope that it drifts because we play it better for SP. That's uh, on Friday. Final watch. Okay. Kev, I've no idea what your nap's going to be today, actually, so I'm not even going to try guess. Go on, what's your nap? Five one three one three one zero zero five zero one. Jimmy Hendrix at Newmarket. <laughs> Jimmy Hendrix, friend of the pod, and Dan Barber. Over to you for your nap, please. Uh, put it on the record. I'm going for turntable as my nap, please. Oh, Thank you. Oh, Lord. Right, yeah. um, that does wrap up. What's, what's winning? What wins the Kentucky Derby? Uh, Forte. It's just very dull, but it's just much the best. I think. Sorry. Chase been quite grim over there, hasn't it? Has it what? It's been quite grim over there, hasn't it? In terms of on-the-track situations, a little bit, yeah. yes, TC, but not in terms of weather. So let's try st stay cheery. We're staying cheery mm. over here. Um, look, that wraps up the show, guys. Thank you very much. As always, we'll be back with a 1,000 Guineas Sunday preview. So something to look forward to there. You get a double whammy this week. Uh, don't forget, bet 10, get 10 offer, but also please do gamble responsibly. Enjoy. New Market, Friday, Saturday. We will be back with more for Sunday, but that was Racing Any Better. <laughs>